Welcome to Beasley's podcast series, Risk in the Digital Age. I'm William Pitt, and today we'll be taking a look at a risk that for a long time was thought to be uninsurable. We'll be talking about reputational risk. Senior executives at our client companies consistently put reputational risk at the top of their list of concerns. Of course, reputation has always mattered, but it's also the case that bad news travels faster in today's world, and reputational damage can therefore happen much faster too. For a long time, most insurers put reputational risk into the too difficult bucket. That's now beginning to change, and in the next few minutes we'll take a look at four areas in which we're starting to tackle reputational risk head-on. The first one is called, appropriately enough, reputational risk insurance. We launched it in May this year with the backing of two other Lloyd syndicates through a Lloyd's consortium. The coverage is designed to address the full life cycle of a crisis, as Beasley underwriter Rachel Turk explains. We view the policy as almost a a circular in that we're trying to deal with the entire life cycle of the crisis. So there is a big difference between crisis response PR and just traditional PR. Crisis management PR moves at a much, much faster pace. There is also the element that says the outside in view can be so vital. So you may have a, a PR team or external or internal comms. They know the company very well, but your crisis PR knows what's going on with the stakeholders at the point that the crisis is developing. The way you can imagine the product is as a like a virtuous circle, if you like. You have an event, then there's some crisis management, which we've talked about. And if that's not successful, or it could be successful, but you still suffer a revenue drop, then there's a business interruption limit available. There's also available an extra $1 million within the $35 million of limit of indemnity to provide, if you'd like it, reputation remediation. Rachel Turk and the Beasley team took a long time designing the product to meet clients' needs. Some of this came out of the Ebola crisis in the US, where we had uh, many hospital clients asking us if we had a solution that if they'd had to close down parts of their hospital because of Ebola and they had failed to spot it, would this have been covered? At the time, we didn't have a product, but it got us to thinking that maybe we should. And in developing the product, we took maybe quite a novel approach for insurance in that we actually asked our clients what they wanted. We went to a lot of risk managers, but I ran about three or four workshops with different risk managers. Out of that came two key elements. We needed crisis response management, so help in managing the crisis. And we wanted a very simplistic way in measuring the loss adjustment if you had business interruption. Beasley's reputational risk product provides all risk cover but it does have some exclusions. One of these is for cyber incidents. Cyber insurance policies, such as Beasley Breach Response, already provide access to services that are designed to protect a company's reputation in the event of a cyber attack. The reputational blowback from failing to manage a cyber incident properly can be very damaging. To understand what's at stake, we spoke to Paul Bantic, international focus group leader for Beasley's cyber business. When a company experiences a data breach or some other kind of security breach, regardless of that, their reputation's on the line. At Beasley, we've learned over the years that the key to managing your reputation is how well you respond to one of these events. With so much at stake, Beasley has built in a variety of services designed to avert reputational damage. For example, if you have a data breach and someone's hacked and stolen customer-sensitive information from you, how you instruct a legal firm correctly get forensics done, look at that forensics report, notify the regulator, notify the impacted individuals, 
and manage the fear that they may have over this event is ultimately going to be how your reputation is judged. The aim that we have here is to help clients come out of a data breach with their reputation intact the same way they went into one. When Beasley Breach Response was first launched in 2009, the main concern of most clients was the loss of personally identifiable customer information. But since then, cyber attacks that cause, and are often intended to cause, business stoppages have also become a major concern, as Paul Bantic explains. If you're a manufacturer with a huge supply chain and many, not only suppliers, but receivers of your goods, if you're experiencing interruption and your supply chain's down and your factory's down, what do you do? How do you respond to that? How do you message to your customers that actually you are going to get back up and running and that you have got mitigating things in place to help you respond quickly so that the damage and the impact to your clients is less? Cyber is not the only line of insurance business which has a big reputational component. Indeed, there are some situations where the stakes are even higher than they are for a cyber attack. Suppose, for example, your organization faces allegations of failing to protect children or vulnerable adults from a sexual predator. It's a situation that thousands of organizations in the U.S. confront every year. In 2014, Beasley launched a product designed to support organizations in such a situation. The product, Beasley Safeguard, provides risk management advice, crisis management services, and third-party indemnity insurance. And like Beasley's reputational risk product, it was the fruit of very extensive research. We sought advice and guidance from many people in this sector. That's Paul Nash, the leader of Beasley's Employment Practices Liability Team and the underwriter behind Beasley Safeguard. We met with risk managers, crisis response experts, law firms, brokers, clients, and we crafted a 360-degree solution that involved both crisis response, risk management, and the actual insurance policy itself. There's no question that we've always believed strongly prevention is a lot better than a cure in the first place. So the risk management is an online platform designed by an expert in their field, and it provides various options to all insureds, which can include screening of employees and or volunteers, guidance on how to provide the screening in the first place, provides a hotline assistance to insureds that um, will seek advice following a situation or a claim, and it also provides online training modules for all employees and volunteers. In addition to the more obvious risks, the product also covers failure to supervise, which, Nash says, is a major area of vulnerability. Although this policy is designed to cover wrongful acts by employees on third parties, the definition of sexual misconduct also includes a failure to supervise. So in that instance, it would respond to a claim where there was um, an allegation of misconduct between two minors on a school bus, for instance, and the school bus company will be dragged into litigation because there will be allegations of failure to supervise. When an allegation is made, the pressure on an organisation to respond immediately can be intense. Angelo Steo, a partner at the law firm of Pepper Hamilton, who works closely with Beasley Safeguard clients, says that an early priority is the creation of safe bases for the organization. The safe bases, when you first get that crisis and the organization wants to say something, what can the experts come up with that will allow the statement to be made without creating any additional risk or exposure? Another situation that presents huge reputational risk is the handling of an active shooter or deadly weapon attack. Following an attack, an organization that says or does the wrong thing can lose the confidence of customers and other stakeholders 
very rapidly. As Chris Parker, head of Beasley's terrorism and political violence underwriting team, explains. Following an attack, I mean, th- these things are very fast moving and it's important to do the right thing straight away because whatever you go out and say, that's going to live with you for the entire crisis. You can't change that. So working with these uh, responders, that's what they're experts at. They will manage that crisis. They will manage the media and they, more importantly as well, will manage the victims and the families um, uh, of the victims as well because they're the ones who have suffered this trauma. They need to be kept away from all of the press and everything else that's going around them. Beasley saw one scenario of this kind play out recently in Florida. Two adults were shot in the campus parking lot next to the football stadium at Palm Beach Central High School while a game was taking place. The incident is still subject to investigation, but it is thought that the shootings may have been gang-related. Although those directly involved were not connected with the school, the impact on the school and local community of such an incident can be profound. Chris Parker takes up the story. Yes, yeah, so following this um, shooting at the Palm Beach School, they obviously got in touch with the police immediately and um, they came along and you know, took care of the perpetrators of that, arrested them. But then the school, having been introduced to our response consultant beforehand and, and done some work with them, called them straight away. And then within, within a matter of hours, they had people deployed on the scene. They had counsellors there. They had counsellors available on the telephone as well. They had their own private investigator um, deployed within a matter of hours as well. Because you know, the police are there to do their investigation, but they're looking at it from a criminal perspective. And you know, we have to look at it from a slightly different perspective to make sure that we, we get the right facts, we know who did what, because quite often the facts that you get to begin with are completely incorrect. So you have to have this investigation. And the counselling was was critical, in particular to the parents, because this was a, a football game, um, a lot of parents there. You know, the fact that the the, you know, the school didn't suffer any adverse publicity, again, the policy paid for social monitoring, you know, the social media monitoring, because you can actually then see what people are saying about you and whether there's going to be any sort of impending lawsuits or any problems. And they had nothing of that because they actually treated the victims in the exactly the right way. Reputational risk is a multifaceted problem. Insurance, as any insurer would admit, is not a panacea. But for perhaps the first time, it can make a material difference in the heat of a crisis. To learn more about the products we've been discussing on this podcast, please visit our website at beasley.com.